Hey everybody, this is Dustin from TheBatmanUniverse.net. Just want to give a quick apology out to everyone as for the comic cast and the normal podcast being a little bit late. We had a lot of family issues as also we were trying to prep for San Diego Comic Con, so I apologize and let's get on with the show. Podcast episode number thirty-six. I'm your host Dustin, and as always, we have with us. It's Apple. This is Savannah. This is Nick. And today we have with us as our guest co-host Josh from the Comic Cast. It's a pleasure to be here for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we had some last-minute uh, changes, and Josh has been kind enough to fill in for our last-minute change that didn't work out. So, uh, in this episode, obviously, as always, we got movie news, TV news. Merchandise news. We have a little bit of video game news. I don't think there's any general news this episode. Our spotlight character is going to be Harold Allnut, which most of you already know who he is, but we're going to give you a little bit of history, specifically because Batman number 608 Special Edition, where Hush was in, Harold was in the Hush series, and that's the series that kicks off. That's the issue that kicks off that series. So, that's out in stores as you're listening to this podcast, so you might want to know who Harold is. In our feature, we're going to be discussing what exactly we are going to be covering for Comic-Con, and this will actually be the last episode that we record as we take a two-week hiatus for Comic-Con, but trust us when we say there will be plenty of other things that you'll be able to see and listen to and watch based on the stuff that we are getting out of Comic-Con. So, let's get into movie news. The very first thing that we're going to discuss is something that, honestly, I would rather not discuss, but so many people have emailed us asking us to give our opinion on it, Um, we have to mention it, and honestly, this, I wrote this article on the 3rd, or on the 22nd of June, which was the day after we recorded the last podcast, and it was only because there was a couple people who emailed me that day that we recorded saying, when are you guys going to talk about the rumors floating around Batman 3? We at the Batman Universe, as most people know, do not like reporting rumors. We like reporting actual news that has been verified by some legitimate news resource. Um, the thing is, the stuff that was going on about Batman 3 was specifically rumors, was labeled as rumors, and a lot of media outlets decided to expand on the fact that it was originally labeled as rumors and take it a step further and say it was verified. So, why did this happen? How did it happen? This could be a discussion all of of itself, but because we are not going to be recording an episode for a couple weeks, we're just going to discuss this briefly, and then in a future episode we'll actually discuss it a little bit more at length. Basically, let's go over exactly how this happened and why everyone was freaking out about it. Basically, what happened was, um, Batman on Film, most people know as BOF, put up an article talking about the reasons why Chris Nolan would not make another Batman film. The way the article was delivered, it was made to seem that Nolan would not do another Batman film, and Warner Brothers should have a backup plan because of it. The article sparked a lot of articles online, as I said earlier, referring to the original article from BOF. The problem was that because the original article that BOF wrote had opinions intertwined into the newsworthiness of the story, Um, A lot of reporters from other sites, including IGN and Superhero Hype and some other websites out there that a lot of people visit, um, because they took some information, they twisted it, they made it into a way where 
they were making the headline, Chris Nolan is not returning for Batman 3. Obviously, this caused a pretty big uproar. Before I go into the more stuff, let's go over just what people's reactions for that. Well, I guess I'll say that the whole article, it wasn't really taken from a recent Chris Nolan interview or anything like that. It was just based on what we've heard in the last year, based on what's been said, this is what we probably think. It wasn't really, like Dustin said, based on any news. And then everybody freaked out over it. And if you would have read the article a little more closely, or you would know. And honestly, it's just so early in the game right now, Batman 3-wise, for anyone to even be like, you know, saying one way or another if Chris Nolan's going to be coming back. We'll, we'll hear something eventually. I expressed my opinions on the, uh, the blog on our main website, and I really do think that if Chris Nolan was not interested in coming back to Batman, he would have told Warner Brothers by now, and they'd be looking somewhere else. I think Warner Brothers are doing the right thing. They're doing what they didn't do uh, back with Batman and Robin. They're taking their time. They're trying their absolute best to make sure Batman 3 is good. They want Chris Nolan there. If he's not there, it's not the end of the world. We'd obviously like him, but it's not the end of the world. And um, they're just taking their time. They want to make sure Batman 3 is good. There's no point rushing this and getting another Batman and Robin. Uh, and as we said, we've had nothing official from anyone, so it hasn't made me panic at all. Well, I read the original article too, and to me it was pretty obvious that it was mostly an opinion piece. So I'm not sure how this got out into the wider internet world as a story but it did and now everyone's freaking out and they just need to calm down because it's I mean if you think about it this is fitting the time frame between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight you know we gave him a year or so to announce to even give any indication that he was doing The Dark Knight so, we don't want to, I mean, we don't want everything to be rushed, like Nick said with Batman and Robin. We don't want another Batman and Robin. And I know we don't want another director, but I think it would be even worse if, even if we had Chris Nolan, if we don't, you know, give him the time to develop a story and do it the way he thinks is going to be good so it's kind of a non-story i would say you know um i I hate commenting on rumors and i i think that's why uh me and dust get along so well because we're almost so similar in in, it it, with the way we gather our batman information uh rumors are rumors guys and that's the way they're going to be Um, I know everyone's excited. I know everyone's anticipating Batman 3. But, I mean, guys, I mean, it takes a year just to even develop a movie. And then another year that you're going to go get into it and even make it, even get to production. So, I mean, guys, every every Batman fan out there, of course, wants Chris Nolan to return. I mean, guys, you just got to stay calm. Don't listen to the rumors because all you're going to do is just get yourself mad and then, like, you want everybody to talk about the rumors, but that's all it is. It's just rumors, and rumors are rumors. They're nothing. So, uh, I mean, come on, guys. I mean, he's off directing the other movie right now. Uh, let's give him a break after that. And then maybe, you know, a year and a half from now, maybe we can hear some news, maybe a year. So um, it's just rumor, guys. That, And I don't, I don't like talking about rumors. I, I just don't. Exactly. And the thing is, it's, it's all about... To go back to what Savannah had said, we didn't hear anything for a year after Batman Begins before we heard anything whether or not they were going to do it. Because Chris Nolan is making Inception right now, we probably aren't going to hear anything at Comic-Con this year, which is where they announced it the last time. So, but at the same time, the way we're looking at the schedule, it looks like it's not going to be 2011, it's going to be 2012 if it comes out, possibly even 2013, depending on how long Inception takes to film. So... The reality of it is, just relax. Now, let's get into a couple other things that was mentioned not necess- that, that spawned from this. About two days later, from the time that Batman on Film wrote their article, 
David Goyer made a small response to Nolan being on Batman 3 over in an interview at IGN. He made a, such a small reference that it's almost not even worth mentioning. He, when asked about the status of Batman 3 and if Chris was involved, simply responded the same way he has many times before on the status of Batman 3 by saying, well, I believe he said if we can find the story that he's happy with, then he would return. And unfortunately, respecting Chris, you know, talk to him after he finishes and finishes Inception, which he's shooting right now. That just started shooting. Then, a day later, MTV decided to interview Christian Bale for Public Enemies and discuss Batman 3. And I'm going to play the clip real quick of what came out of that interview. Do you have a horse in the race, though, in terms of if and when another Batman film is made about what villain you would like to see, whether you want to tell me or anybody? Is there somebody, a character you'd like I, to see? I, I truly don't know that we're ever going to see another Batman movie. Does that sadden you that you don't, that it's prospectively might not happen if Chris doesn't feel like doing it? Uh, you know, he, he's, he, I, I wouldn't see Chris as being so whimsical as that. It would be purely that he would need to find a story that was good enough. And if he can't find that, then it wouldn't happen, you know? There's been talk recently, and again, this might be just something that's conjured up on the web, that Chris may not do the third one and may hand off to another director. Any conceivable way you would do a third film with a different director? I, I don't even want to think about it. You know, listen, I, I don't know if there will be a third. So, you know, I'm a step away from even having to consider that. So the big thing is, okay, so after hearing that, that video, um, what is our response whether or not Nolan, Bale, or Goyer are going to be involved with Batman 3? My response is, it does not make a difference right this second. Honestly, if you were any of the three of them, would you constantly want to be asked about questions, would you constantly want to be hounded with questions about a new Batman film? Um, the whole reason why these people will end up leaving the franchise is because the media is making their careers only exclusively about the Batman franchise. We love that they're involved with the Batman franchise. Um, as an actor, as a director, you do not want to be known for only one film, for only one kind of uh, franchise, for only one franchise. I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger did tons of movies. Is he only known as the Terminator? No. He's known as all kinds of different roles. You don't want to be the person who's only known for that. MTV interviewing Christian Bale and specifically saying, so, Batman 3, what's going on? While he's trying to promote a movie that has nothing to do with Batman, that's kind of disrespectful, in my opinion. Same thing with talking to David Goyer and asking him about Batman 3 when they're, he's supposed to be doing an interview about another one of his, or I think it was Flash Forward, his new TV series that he's been working on. So it's like, why is everyone making these people, they're basically, the media is pushing these people away, in my opinion. I, I would agree with you. And and the thing is that I mean they're out here promoting like their other work, but they're constantly being asked about their past work. And I mean, in a way, it's a kind of an insult because yeah, you're you're like thinking, man, they're not going to want to do interviews because they're going to be like they're going to ask me about Batman. They're always going to tell me about something about Batman. And unfortunately, guys, because uh, I mean, as as far as being informed, uh, we always want to be informed about the latest hot news or whatever. This may be the the ending of maybe a you know Christopher Nolan or Christian Bell maybe even returning to Batman, and that's sad. It's sad to see that. Yeah, it's weird to see the media hounding everyone. Um, and I must give credit to everyone involved that's been hounded about this because they've been very nice about it. Uh, and you see a lot of actors that um, when they when you ask about their previous movies or something like that, they are not nice about it. So, uh, that's good. But they do know that they're never going to get any actual news from that, right? I mean, that's what I keep thinking in these things that, like, MTV talks to Michael, or, yeah, Michael Caine. And that, because that went so well, let's hound everyone else in the same manner. It's never going to be actual news until they actually want to give you the news so yeah we hopefully everyone involved with Batman does not get too annoyed with all the hounding and still wants to come back so yeah 
I, I agree with all of you. I think uh, MTV and that interviewer in particular, I can't remember his name, but he's really annoying, is, is keeps pushing these questions and it just he's not getting any answers and he will not get any answers until Warner Brothers eventually says, this is the situation. Until that happens, no one's going to talk about anything, so please just stop asking. You're not going to learn anything. You're just making it worse. And every single side comment that they make in these interviews becomes like the headline. Like, so, what's going to go happen with Batman 3? Oh, you know, we'll wait and see. And then, like, you know, front page on MTV Movie News, wait and see! So-and-so <laughs> said when asked that, the, and then, you know, they take all those comments out of context. The funny thing is, uh, around the time when Batman died in Final Crisis, I said that they were probably going to bring him back to tie in with the new Batman movie. But if it's going to happen, you know, years and years down the line, I don't think that they're going to drag it out in the comics that long. So, I mean, that's all we're going to talk about with this. I mean, like I said, this is not something that is even worth discussing in our in our regards just because it is rumors. It's news to some regards because it's rumors, but it's not legitimate news. It's not worth discussing for a long period of time, maybe for a feature or something like that. But as far as newsworthy... You're not going to see us reporting rumors on the site. You're not going to see us talking about the rumors that much, besides maybe in a uh, feature. We only discussed it to dispel these rumors, so you wouldn't be worried, fans. Exactly. I miss them, Alfred. I miss them so much. So do I, Master. So do I. That's All right, so let's get on to some real legitimate news now. Uh, yes. On June 25th, the Dark Knight won some more awards the Wednesday night before. They ended up winning five Saturn Awards, including Best Action Adventure Thriller Film, Best Writing Christopher Nolan and Jonathan Nolan, Best Supporting Actor Heath Ledger, Best Music Hans Zimmer and James Newton Howard, and Best Special Effects. Um, I'm pretty sure this is probably going to be the last couple of awards that Dark Knight's going to win. This was what I was considering probably the last bit of awards that were going to happen for last year's movies. But they ended up winning more than any other movie that was nominated, including Iron Man and Wanted and some other movies. So, needless to say, they, they did some good stuff out of that. I just wish the Oscars would have done that. <laughs> no. Actually, or, or the speaking, MTV Twilight Awards, or movie awards. Yeah. <laughs> Twilight. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, speaking of the Oscars, that same day, June 25th, there was actually some news that was handed out, which isn't necessarily Batman news, but it's worth mentioning just because a lot of people are attributing it to the Dark Knight. Um, the Academy Awards um, said that they are going to be handing out 10 Best Picture nominations instead of five next year. And when they announced this, it was in on the cover of a lot of newspapers, and it was going, and basically they were... The headline would be uh, 10 Oscar or 10 best picks uh, to be nominated next year. And then they would picture either Heath Ledger the, uh, as a Joker or a picture of the Dark Knight or something like that. So there's been a lot of speculation surrounding this decision when it comes to the Dark Knight, specifically because a lot of people believe that the Dark Knight was snubbed by the Academy based on the fact that they didn't get a best picture nomination. Now, what's interesting is that. The Academy, this is like one of the few times the Academy has actually, it seems that they've actually been listening to a good majority of the public by making this decision, by adding more. Now, this does nothing for The Dark Knight, but maybe eventually when Batman 3 comes out, it'll actually have a chance. Yeah, it's like a, a little bit too late for The Dark Knight, but I mean, maybe we'll get some notoriety from them for, you know, hopefully Batman 3. Yeah, I thought this story was interesting. Um... It's weird that everyone on me immediately thought, oh, Dark Knight, even though it's not going to help the Dark Knight. But, um, and it's also weird that people immediately thought that the Dark Knight was like the, the sixth choice in, for the Academy, whereas it should have been like first or second. So, yeah, I still object to their choices, but. I guess it's nice that they're giving more movies a chance. Yeah, this story really annoyed me for two reasons. The first one was that clearly when we came around to the Oscars uh, this year, they thought we're going to stay away from the Dark Knight, give it as little awards as possible. 
Once the awards were over, clearly they took it on board and decided to change it. That's definitely too little, too late from the Oscars. So no help there. And secondly, um, as a general film point of view, I think when we come around to the Oscars, they usually struggle to find five films that I think are good enough to be best picture. I don't know where they're going to get the extra five from because there's not usually ten films that I think are good enough to compete for that award. Yeah, I mean, point. we had like the reader. The reader this year was not. I mean, that was nowhere near as good as the Dark Knight. <laughs> no. Yeah. Can you imagine five. five more, five more yeah. films? Where are they going to find those from? That's a good point. They Stupid should just idea. mandate that one of the movies has to actually be good and not just one of those artsy <laughs> films. Yeah. I, I saw the wrestler. I was like, hey, that's the a good Red film. Blue. That was not better than Dark Knight. <laughs> No, I, I, watched, I finally did watch all of them, all the five that they nominated, and I was like, really? Come on now. But anyway. <sighs> all right. There it is. <laughs> Comic book movies never get nominated. How can a billion dollars be unsophisticated? Everyone went to see the Dark Knight. What am I doing? You think it's not right? Is it my cape or my bulletproof tights? Moving on to the next bit of news. On June 29th, there was a bunch of news that came out in regards to Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. Um, they sent out some information to us, specifically saying, first, Kevin Conroy will be returning as the voice of Batman in the movie, along with um, Tim Daly as Superman and Clancy Brown as Lex Luthor. Now, everyone knows those are the original voices from the animated series. Now, we actually knew that Kevin Conroy was going to be returning as the voice of Batman because he told, uh, I believe it was either IGN told somebody who was interviewing him in a audio interview that he was going he was working on Superman Batman at the time so needless to say that's not any real news that we didn't already know but it is news that I guess we didn't know Tim Daly and Clancy Brown were returning as well the other news that came out that same day that they sent us was that they basically gave the release date and the different versions that are going to be coming out. Now, as we predicted in the last podcast that you listened to already, there were some people who were guessing that the movie was going to come out next spring, late winter, basically early 2010, because that's when Wonder Woman came out and they were figured that they were going to follow the same kind of schedule. Because the announcement was released as far as that Batman and Superman DVD statues that are coming out, we figured it's going to coincide with the release of the film, and lo and behold, we were right. The movie is set to release on September 29th, which is right around the corner, so we can obviously expect a ton of news between now and September, but I'm pretty sure we're going to hear a good chunk of the news in or at Comic-Con since Warner Brothers has that they will have a panel at Comic-Con for the movie. Now, there's going to be three versions of the film released. There will be a two-disc special edition, which will include over three hours of incredible bonus features, according to their description. There will be a one-disc DVD version, which will just have the basic movie. And there will be a Blu-ray version, which will include a digital copy of the film. Woohoo! Well. Blu-ray! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's weird that it's September. I mean, it seems like they're hyping late, but yeah, I've been saying that since we found out about this movie, that it's a little late, but I guess that's Warner Brothers' schedule. Maybe they're hoping to pack a lot of hype into six, or into three months. So, so Even if they don't hype this thing at all, we're all going to buy it. Who are we oh, kidding? Oh yeah, special editions like, all the way. Just the fact that saying, oh, Clancy Brown, Tim Daly, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, that's all the hype that everybody is going to need to buy this. You have me at Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a disgrace. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. All right, 
bit of news out of movies that we got was on July 1st, Warner Brothers sent us over the cover art for the, the Superman, Batman, Public Enemies. If you want to check that out, go over the site, look for the headlines that says Superman, Batman, cover art, and official site revealed, and that actually brings up the other point from the news. There is an official website for Superman, Batman, Public Enemies where you can actually legitimately view the trailer for the film, which you couldn't do before because Warner Brothers pulled it off of YouTube. So you can actually see the trailer if you haven't seen it. Otherwise, you can check out the cover art on that same story. You can watch the video legally. Yay! <laughs> Shouldn't have taken it down in the first place, Warner Brothers. Yeah, that was like three weeks of taking it down, and then they put it right back up again on their own server space. Nice one, guys. <laughs> Smooth move. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into TV news. There's only one thing to report. The very the only thing to report is on June twenty second, Cartoon Network announced that Batman the Brave and the Bold episodes will stop airing as they were originally scheduled. Um, that Friday, which was June twenty sixth, it was was the episode that was supposed to air was called When Omax Attack was supposed to air, but the schedule has has had a sudden change, and Batman the Brave and the Bold's time slot has been replaced with a special airing of a movie. The reason behind this is that they are postponing all further episodes until a undisclosed date later this year. This means the other episodes that have been announced have been postponed, and this would include Inside the Outsiders, Mayhem of the Musical Meister, and The Fate of the Equinox. Now, that same day, um, our friends over at Gotham Knights Online actually got a press release from Dynamic Music Partners that said that they have finished the Batman Brave and the Bold episode, uh, the musical episode that's coming out, and it has it's all ready to go. Now, what's interesting is that we actually found out some more information a little later, and we'll actually discuss it when we get to the feature. We found out why everything's been postponed as far as Batman the Brave and the Bold and it has to do with Comic-Con, so we'll discuss that a little bit more at length during the feature. Nick, are you going to be okay with this Brave and the Bold postponement? <sighs> I'll manage, I'll manage. I actually, I must admit, I have uh, fallen behind a little bit on watching the Brave and the Bold. Have the latest episode been pretty good, or has it dipped a bit again, or how's it going? Eh, somewhere between where they were and where they... Yeah. I'd say between the Batmite episode and the ones before that but yeah I was a little weirded out when my I just DVR them and I looked and I was like whoa there was no Friday episode and then I read this story celebrated (laughs) (laughs) I uh, you said it not me and (laughs) I was I just saw the story I was like that's a weird thing to do especially since their audience is kids and they're not going to be, you know, watching the internet for this story. They're just going to be massively confused. Well, I think at the but, same yeah. time, I think at the same time, it's more of a, if you're a kid and you're watching a cartoon and it doesn't come on, you're just going to watch what's on instead. Yeah, I can yeah. attest to that. I work with kids on a daily basis, and <laughs> if they miss the new episode, Cartoon Network has a habit of rerunning that same episode 30 times throughout the next few days, so I'm sure that most of the kids don't even, like, wait for the Friday premiere. Cartoon Network That's is true. notorious with that. That's why I've seen every episode of Chowder and Flapjack 20 times. <laughs> Alright, so let's get into merchandise news. There's only another one thing to report. Uh, Hot Wheels sent us over an email showcasing the exclusive that they had at San Diego Comic-Con last year, and they are now actually... Oh, having it available on their site. Now, we've talked about this before. You have to be a member of Hot Wheels Collector's site, but it, as we've told you before, it is free to join. This set is a 1960s Batman 3-pack. It includes the Batmobile, the Bat Cycle, and the Batgirl Cycle. The Batgirl Cycle is the only time it's actually ever been available in a Hot Wheels form. Um, this is a 150 scale, and the price is a very low 1999. Woohoo! Yeah, that is a must buy. Oh yeah, that's awesome. The Batgirl cycle. That's gonna be amazing. 
Almost makes me want to have more money. <laughs> Three million, four million, seven million. Never leave the cave without it. Okay, guys, and that's going to lead us into video game news. On Thursday, July 2nd, 2009, we were uh, sent a new video from the Batman Arkham Asylum behind-the-scenes video. We got to see actual video. Um, other than the video we've already seen besides the demo, we've got to see some other types of uh, maneuvers, and we get to see some other new environments of the video game uh, that's coming out. Okay, guys, so uh, from this new video, we're going to go ahead and play a clip of the video, and uh, we'll go ahead and talk about it afterwards. In Batman Arkham Asylum, we really wanted Batman to face the worst night of his life. The story is probably one of Batman's biggest challenges. While delivering the Joker back to Arkham, Batman finds himself in the middle of essentially a prison riot, which has been orchestrated by the Joker to specifically happen when Batman is returning him to the asylum. The whole thing is a massive setup, and it's Batman alone against an army of criminals, psychotics, and supervillains. Begging to be slaughtered! We wanted to create a game that was in a dark, gritty environment, and Arkham Asylum really lends itself to that. And Arkham Asylum as well is such a critical location in the history of the Batman universe. It's such a kind of central heartbeat where everything passes through. Gotham is a unique city, and it's populated by unique supervillains, and you just can't send these guys to a regular jail. You need something that's got a, a location that matches their twisted nature. So Arkham Asylum was created as this hospital for the criminally insane, and only the worst and the craziest of the criminals were sent there. We looked at who were the coolest villains that we really wanted to be in the game. Being at Arkham Asylum made it quite easy to put all of them in if we wanted. Uh, then we looked at what would make the best gameplay, what would please the fans, started there and then just went for it. Kind of like an ultimate Batman fighting scenario. So you're going to put him in a box, even if it's a, a relatively huge box, and fill it with threats he just can't escape from, his worst enemies of all time. The most violent, most unhinged, most nasty criminals he can fight. Okay, guys, that was a clip, and we got to see some cool new environments. Uh, one of the, the nice environments I saw, guys, was that open area. It looked like a courtyard. Did y'all guys see that within that video? Yeah, I, I seem to remember it. Um, I thought it was kind of cool. We actually got to see a little bit more footage of uh, Victor Saz, which we kind of saw in the demo from uh, E3, but for the most part, we got to see a little bit more of it than we did before. And you know what else? Also, we get to see... Um, a big, uh, look like a big room where you're going to be able to fight Bane in. That looked very cool. Yeah, that was exciting. Some new little tidbits that are just awesome. And of course, everything looks amazing. You just need to see the video because it's this game is so immaculately programmed and just beautiful in a gritty way. It's Lord, great. I wish it was August already. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't. You. I need more time to save up. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah. hopefully at uh, hopefully at Comic Con we can go ahead and see uh, and maybe get some hands on at the video game. Hopefully they're there. So um, that's another tidbit for uh, you know Batman fans to look forward to to uh, San Diego. But uh, that's all for video game news, guys. Right, you realize we're on uh, weeks now for this release, not months anymore. It's a matter of weeks. It's getting closer and closer, so if you don't have your pre-order for the collector set, I hope you're saving your money up, because it's going to be here sooner than you think. Look at all this new security. How's a guy supposed to break out of here? Alright, so that's oh. going to bring us into our spotlight character. In this episode, like I said earlier, we're doing Harold Allnut, which some of you may know, some of you may not, so let's cover Harold. Harold Allnut suffered all through his life with... Mutinous and a hunchback. This was from he was first introduced in question number thirty-three, December nineteen eighty-nine. After being thrown out of his home by his cruel parents in Hub City, he found his way north to Gotham City. There he came to the penguin's attention, and when the criminal learned of Harold's innate genius with mechanical objects, he provided shelter in exchange for Harold creating new devices to be used in the penguin's crime sprees. However, any time Harold tried to object to what Penguin asked, he threatened his life. Batman fought the Penguin's gang on many occasions, 
and eventually rescued Harold from the stout felon. Okay, so that was in Batman number 458 from January 1991, and that was actually a part of a four-part story called The Penguin Affair. Grateful for his reprieve, Harold turned his skills to helping the Dark Knight build new crime-fighting gear. Eventually, he maintained everything Wayne used, from the Batmobile to the Batcave's computer systems. Shortly after Harold came to live in the Batcave, Batman's back was broken with, during a confrontation with the villain Bane. As Bruce Wayne began his long recuperation process, he turned the mantle of the Bat over to his recently acquired ally, Jean-Paul Valley, a.k.a. Azrael. Valley lacked Wayne's strict moral code, however, and quickly devolved the caped crusader into an armored avenger, barring Harold from the Batcave. Harold found a new way in and worked in secret, ultimately supporting Nightwing, Robin, and a recovered Wayne in their attempts to stop Valley. Little has been recorded of Harold's activities between the restoration of Wayne as Batman and the arrival of the mysterious villain called Hush. Dr. Tommy Elliot, a childhood friend of Bruce Wayne, sought revenge against Wayne for a long ago slight and used his miraculous surgical skills to transform Harold from a misshapen man into what passed for normal. To repay the scheming surgeon, Harold agreed to hide microcircuits inside the Batcave's computer systems. The circuits then transmitted subliminal cues into Batman's mind, throwing the Cape Crusader off balance as Hush pressed forward his plan. Hush eventually killed Harold, whom he felt was nothing more than a loose end to be tied up. Oh. As he died, Harold confessed to Batman that he continued to look up to the hero, despite his own betrayal, and that was in Batman 618 in October 2003, and a sympathetic Batman buried Harold overlooking Wayne Manor. Aww. That's Harold. I'm sure everyone's seen at least a picture, and you might not have known who he was, but you probably wonder to yourself who he was if you didn't. Tragic. Yeah, he was a funny little supporting character for a while. Maybe Harold will come back during Blackest Night. <laughs> I remember the during no the back Land, after Gotham got destroyed in the earthquake, I remember Harold like felt like he had nothing to do because all the Batman family was busy, so then he wandered into Gotham, and it was like a Christmas for him. He's like, all this stuff that I can fix! And he was like very excited. Alright, so that was Harold. Let's get into our feature. Like I said, we're going to talk about all the stuff that's going on at Comic-Con. We're going to discuss what our coverage is going to be how you can find out what our coverage is and what we're what's going on at comic-con as we report it so first things first thing i want to do is we're going to go over the panels that we know for sure are occurring and we know that there's going to be some that are they're going to happen we just don't have any confirmation of times or anything as of right now but the ones we do know of as of right now is that there's going to be a Batman the Brave and the Bold panel, which is going to have a lot of the people from the show, including Dietrich Bader, and they are going to do a couple different things with this. It's going to be at 10 a.m. on Friday, and there's going to be basically a question and answer se- uh, session with the different people, some producers, um, there's going to be some of the actors, like I said. Also, they're going to be featuring, they're going to be premiering the new episode of Batman the Brave and the Bold, Mayhem of the Music Meister, which the Music Meister is actually being voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, cool. A lot of people <gasps> know. That is so awesome. Legend, wait for yes. it, Dairy. That was for Steve Rogers, who wanted me to say that on the podcast, and this was the perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> That's his catchphrase on How I Met Your Mother, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> but anyway, he's... He's going to be there as well, and they're going to be—they're going to be premiering the episode, and they're also going to be having a question-answer session. And then anybody who attends will also be able to get a bat mite mask to wear while you're sitting in the crowd. Which I'm sure amazing. Apple will love to <laughs> get a bat mite mask. <laughs> no comment. This <laughs> is trying not to crack. Greetings, dynamic duo. I'm your biggest fan. What is it? All right, so <laughs> let's go into some of the other ones. The DC Comics uh, 
panels that we know for a fact that we will be covering, they both happen on Friday. The one, the first one's at 12.30, and it's Batman New Dynamic. And the other one, which I'll go in a little bit more detail for each one, but the other one's going to be at 3 o'clock, and that's the DC Nation uh, panel, and that's going to happen at 3 o'clock on Friday. Now, the Batman... Uh, panel. The description that they have for this one says, Now that Battle for the Cowl has ended, what adventures lie ahead for the new Dark Knight? Join group editor Michael Martz, Paul Dini, Dustin Wen, Greg Rucka, and more as they discuss the legend of Batman and what the future holds for the newest man behind the bat. I'm thinking we're going to hear some stuff about Batgirl and maybe Azrael as well, so we'll definitely be there. The DC Nation, everyone knows what DC Nation is. Paul, uh, Dan DiDio will be there, Ian Sattler, and a bunch of other of the bigger names that are working on some of the books. Greg Rugga, Jeff Johns, James Robinson, they'll be there during the G, uh, DC Nation panel as well. The most I'm, expecting a little, uh, I'm expecting a little bit more news out of the Batman one, not so much the DC Nation, just because everyone will just, every, every time they ask a Batman question at the DC Nation panel, they'll just say, well, didn't you go to the Batman New Dynamic panel? <laughs> that's what they do. Apple knows that because that's what they did when we were at uh, Texas, Wizard World Texas. <laughs> well, even if we uh, get uh, no news, we're going to be within 20 feet of both Paul Dini and Jeff Johns. It's going to be amazing. Nobody's excited about Dan DiDio? I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have a couple of words with old Dan. <laughs> I mean... What, he'll be able to tell you how they used to sell pants. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, we'll oh, we are. He's not going to live that down ever. <laughs> I think we'll leave the pants discussions to Newsarama. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the other ones that we know we're going to be going is uh, Mattel is going to have a panel on Friday as well at 11 a.m. And this is going to, it's the title, the, the panel is Mattel and DC Comics, a powerful partnership. They've done this at a lot of different, they've done this at a lot of the different uh, comic conventions. It's basically, they'll discuss all the DC comic figures that they'll be releasing, the new ones, which will include the DC Universe classics, the Infinite Heroes, Justice League Unlimited, Batman the Brave and the Bold. So we can expect a lot of uh, maybe new merchandise news coming out of that panel. The only other panels that we are aware of is that we know that there's going to be a panel for Batman or Superman Batman Public Enemies. We just don't know the times as of right now. I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about that down the line. That's the only other panel that we know of as of right now that we will in fact be covering because there will be news coming out of it. I, I can't wait to get on that panel. I hope they have some prototypes maybe. So. Oh yeah, that's cool. Alright, so now let's go over how you will be able to find out what's going on at Comic-Con. There's no reason why, if you're a Batman fan, you'll have to go to any other site but the Batman Universe, because myself, Savannah, and Apple will be there, and we are going to be at these panels making the news stories as they are happening. Um, all you have to do is go on to the BatmanUniverse.net. There will be a special San Diego Comic-Con coverage page. Um, on all of the pages, as of the time you're listening to this, there will be a spot in the upper right-hand corner of the site, right below the menu bar, that will say SDCC TBU coverage. Or the Batman Universe San Diego Comic-Con coverage. It'll be in right next to an advertisement, but it'll be there, and all you have to do is click on that. It'll bring you to a page where all the headlines from San Diego Comic-Con will be there, as well as a schedule of all the events that are going on for Batman-related projects, Batman-related panels. That will be there as well. We'll also have some videos straight from the Comic-Con where we're going to be trying to get some interviews with some different artists that maybe we've interviewed in the past, but we'll be doing some video interviews with them. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that we're doing for this, so make sure you're listening to, or you're checking out the website for all the up-to-date Batman news. There is no other Batman website that has made it aware to anybody that they're going to be doing this. So make sure you come to the website that's making an effort to go to the comic convention and get the news straight from the source. Yeah, we're going to be your San Diego Comic-Con coverage, guys, for anything and all things Batman. Exactly. 
We hope that you can live vicariously through us without leaving your computer. Exactly. Those of you who are actually going to Comic-Con and happen to bump into us, I know at least on Friday we'll be wearing uh, specific t-shirts that say the Batman... They'll actually say the batfanuniverse.net. Um, a lot of people will probably wonder why it says the Batfan, so I'll just tell everybody ahead of time, in order to make sure that we don't get in trouble with Warner Brothers, we can't use a copyrighted or trademark name, so our pseudonym is going to be the batfanuniverse.net as far as when we're at comic conventions and we are, I guess, down the line if we come up with some kind of merchandise. But as of right now, we are the Batman Universe. We can have the Batman Universe as our site name. If you type in the Batman, the BatfanUniverse.net, it'll still come up to the same site. You're not going to have to worry about that. You'll just be redirected to the right site. So look for us. We'll be wearing T-shirts. We'll be running around probably with our heads chopped off because everything happens to fall right around the same exact time. Um, but if you see us, say something. We'd love to meet some of the listeners of the podcast or viewers of the website. Yeah, uh, that's that. What that's what was great about Wizard World Texas. We got to meet, uh, you know, a couple of fans out there, and that was really awesome to see them. You know, to even approach us. So that was very cool. Yeah, so definitely approach us, and uh, because the majority of the panels are all happening on Friday, that leaves some free time on Saturday and Thursday, where if we meet up with you, maybe we can get together do lunch who knows we'll leave it up in the air for now but if you're going to the comic-con and ucs be sure to say something because it's nice to meet some of the guys and girls that are listening to the podcast and looking at the website yeah and who knows i mean we may be even doing dinner with a couple of even people related within the batman industry so hopefully we could get a dinner or two going yeah there's definitely some people that we've talked to i'm not going to name any names just be aware that some of them are actually on current bat books about doing a dinner or a lunch while we're at Comic-Con. So there's definitely going to be some good stuff that we're going to get out of Comic-Con. And just make sure you're checking out the site all the time. The only other thing that I wanted to tell everybody about was, as you're listening to this, advertisements should be up and running on the website. Um, in the past, we had some Amazon advertisements on the sides of the pages. We've added a couple more advertisements, but... I've still held true to my original my original statement of we are not going to overwhelm you with advertisements. Um, the advertisements are all going to be related to things that you might be interested in based on the stuff that you're looking at. We only have so many advertisers. We're not using random ones like Google Ads where they'll post random stuff that doesn't make any sense. Just do us a favor. Um, click on the ads. If you're going to buy it anywhere like Amazon or iTunes or uh, eBay or eBay or uh, we have got a couple other ones that are new FYE um, we're going to be advertising with so just click on the ads just as a friendly courtesy you don't have to do anything but click on them for us to get credit for some of them for some of the sites so just be aware that the ads are there, and if there's anything that you're interested in, please click it. Click on the ad instead of typing in the address yourself. Um, that, that way we can help get some new software to edit the podcast better. We can do different things. We can have some contests on the line. We're working out some giveaways with some comic shops in the future. We're trying to do as much as we possibly can for you guys, the fans, because that's what it's all about. You guys is what makes us do what we do. So just be sure to email us. Keep sending us emails. Podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the forums. Discuss things on the forums. We make ourselves available to discuss things with you on the forums. Um, we also, I am, I'm very good about making sure that anybody who emails me, I'm sure to email them back within, at, at the very most, two days from the time they email me. I'm very good about responding to the emails because I hate websites that you email and you never get a response from. So email us, podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net. You can go onto the forums. Please leave us reviews on iTunes. Thebatmanuniverse.net, or the normal podcast that you're listening to right now, is actually in the top three on iTunes under Batman Podcasts. And the other two podcasts are in the top 11, uh, with the specials being at the number 11 spot. So make sure you're reviewing those podcasts, because those podcasts, they bump up 
and we get a little bit higher than some of the other podcasts that are out there. Specifically, the, f- the first two podcasts haven't had a new episode in quite some time, and if we could just get m- as many reviews as they have, uh, we could appear as in the top two for at least one of our podcasts, which would be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's pretty much it for this episode. I want to thank Josh for coming on, as he would have came on if we asked him to anyway, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I want to thank him for filling in for our, our uh, last minute change up of our guest host. So thank you, Josh. Um, I think that's it. Am I forgetting anything? Check us out on Blogspot and such. Oh, yes. You can check us out on Facebook, MySpace. Honestly, I think we're going to be shutting down the MySpace because nobody uses MySpace anymore. MySpace is like it has been right now. <laughs> MySpace, MySpace is, is like my storage yesterday. now. Yeah, my storage. I just got a MySpace, of course. It's out. And that's copyrighted by the Batman universe in case anybody uses it. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say, you can check us out on Blogspot, Facebook, and MySpace until we either shut down MySpace or just... I mean, we're, if you become a friend of the, po- or, uh, of the site on MySpace, I'll still accept you. But we're not doing anything on, face- on uh, MySpace. On Facebook... If you're a fan of it, you'll get the news feeds of all the news stories that pop up on the website straight onto your feed on Facebook, which is kind of cool. Blogspot, that's where we've got our own opinions and editorial articles that we write, which we'll actually be doing a little bit different in the future. The only other thing I wanted to say to anybody, um, we mentioned this before about guest co-hosts. If there's anybody out there who wants to be a guest co-host, you don't have to be somebody who's involved in a fan film like Brian Crosby was, you don't have to be anything. You could be a fellow Batman podcaster who just wants to promote their show. It does not make a difference to us. You'll come on the podcast, we'll talk about your show a little bit, we'll talk about what you do. If Even if you're a listener and you want to come on just to talk with us and discuss the stuff that we talk about in the podcast, email me, podcast at thebatmanuniverse.net, and we'll work on, we'll work on setting something up. All you have to do is have Skype. That's the only requirement as far as what you need to do. Otherwise, we'll have to have Josh back on again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's everything for this episode. This is Dustin. This is Apple. This is Savannah. This is Nick. You got Josh. You've been listening to the Batman Universe podcast. We'll see you guys. Take care, guys. Thanks, everybody. Farewell. Have a good break. Check out the San Diego Comic-Con coverage. It's going to be Wait. good. <laughs> We only discussed it to please you people. Exactly. Exactly. Don't say you people. <laughs> you okay. people. What are you, you talking people. about, Savannah? You You're very us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Don't forget that um, Nick had that Nick's new movie is out in theaters. What? Nick's new movie is that no, nobody got that. Not at all. Transformers, mm-hmm. Wrench of the Fallen. <laughs> 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 well, maybe you should reword that in a different way. <laughs> Nick is starring as Megatron in the news. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they use actual uh, voice uh, recordings of Nick on Skype. <laughs> Megatron. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I play a Megatron's son. <laughs> Many do not know, but Nick's actually been cast for Transformers 3 when Megatron's son does appear. Revenge of the Podcasters? Yeah, Revenge of the Podcasters.